Harp on Sports with Seth Harp. You know what time it is. Three, two, one. Let's do this. Go, bartenders. Your food needs refills. Harp on Sports, the bar, podcast, media, audio, radio network. Follow, share, like, subscribe at Harp on Sports, Instagram, and Twitter. Harp on Sports, the bar, podcast available for your downloads. Buzzsprout, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Harp on Sports, the YouTube channel. Harp on Sports, the Facebook page. Of course, harponsports.com. Baseball's back. Why the lockout is the best thing that could have happened to baseball. The best thing that could have happened to baseball. I'm going to explain that. Don't worry. Uh, quarterback craziness. Wait till you hear what the Panthers are thinking it's going to take to get Deshaun Watson away from the Texans. Should they do this? This is this is a lot more complicated than yes or no. It really, really is. For what the Texans are asking, no. For the division the Panthers are in, yeah. So I'm going to explain that coming up. And also, how about this? The Gators bounced early on in the SEC basketball tournament. Where do they go from here with Mike White? I think it's a two-year window for Mike White. I don't think it's, well, he's on the hot seat this year. No, I think he, he gets two years to construct something. So look at that as well. Start off with baseball being back. Uh, the lockout's the best thing that happened to baseball. It is. This is one of these things that people like to complain and moan and gripe about. Oh, baseball. What's baseball doing? What's baseball doing? It's becoming a better sport. Why can't they get together? They are. It's how negotiations work. You can always can tell somebody that's never been in charge of anything, that's never run anything, that doesn't understand. It's not as simple as, okay, I'm offering $10. You want $30. let us do $20. It's not that simple. Ever try to buy a car? A little complicated, isn't it? Now, instead of being $5,000 apart, be $50 million apart. A little bit different. And not only an immediate deal, imagine doing cars for 32 teams for the next five years. It's a lot more complicated than just get in a room and knock it out. It's not a garage sale. It's not. A little more complicated than that. So look what baseball did with this lockout. By the way, you're going to get all your games. Going to get all your games. Here's what baseball did with this lockout. Got a universal DH, which is fantastic. Baseball's postseason makes a lot more sense and is a lot more structured. Your wild card teams, your two division winners, best two out of three, those two advance. Now, one thing I don't like is they're not reseeding, but that's fine. That's fine. I can live with them not reseeding in the initial go round of this. This used to happen in hockey. Sometimes it used to happen in basketball. They'll get this figured out. They'll reseed. If the six knocks off the three, then the six plays the one. They'll get this figured out. Initially, not going to do that. I'll take that baby step. 2023, we're going to get some massive rule changes. The shift's going to go away. Uh, how are they going to implement that? The same way you implement how many guys are on the line of scrimmage in football. Or, you know, <laughs> how you used to establish illegal defense in, in, in basketball. There's all sorts of different ways you could do this. Offsides in hockey. Offsides in soccer. It's the same way. The umpire stands behind home plate and says... Okay, second baseman's on this side of the bag. First baseman's on this side of the bag. Shortstop, you have to be on that side of the bag. Center fielder, you can be on that side, but we can't have more than two outfielders to the right side of second base and no more than two infielders to the right side of second base. Shortstop can play straight up. It's the same thing. The umpire has a perfect line of sight right up the gut. Home plate, you, you, you can cut the field in half. It's per, this is easy. 
easy to implement. I know the 14-second pitch clock when nobody's on base and 19-second pitch clock when runners are on base. Oh, oh okay. It's going to be a little bit trickier to hand that. It is. I mean, if you throw over to first, what does that mean? Does that reset? How long does it take to reset? That's going to be a little bit more tricky, but hey, you always can take it away. Um, at least it's on the docket. At least it's on the checklist. It's a plan. Then the one that I love is the base is three inches wider, going from 15 to 18 inches. Think much how bigger human beings are. Do you really think a base should be the same size in Little League that it is in Major League Baseball? Think about that. Do you really think a base should be the same size in Little League that it is in Major League Baseball? Because it is. Are footballs the same size for little kids? Are, bas are rims the same size? Are basketballs the same size for kids? No. Basketball gets bigger. Rim gets bigger. Baseball, base is the same. Change your equipment. Going to be less collisions. Um, you won't have guys stepping on guys' ankles because the base was so small. And they think it's going to increase stolen bases. Will it? I, I don't know. I don't know how much six inches add to a stolen base ratio. Three inches here, three inches there. I know pitchers like Matt Scherzer are upset about being rushed at home plate. I said, I said this in my last podcast, home plate 17 inches across, make it 19 inches across. Make, give, give, give them another inch on each side. So we're going to put a pitch clock on you. We're going to give you more room to work with. That means people swing more, more balls in play. But we're, they, they didn't get that done, they, at least home plate. But that, look, that's something that can be on the horizon. They added, um, what, the draft lottery? I, oh, whatever. I, sure, why not? Uh, it's a step in the right direction. But, you know, tanking ensured you the first or second pick and people tanked to get up in there more. Now, if you're a part of the lottery, all you got to do is finish in the top six. So I think when you add the lottery, you encourage more teams to tank. It's one of those things that you think is a good idea because by, by being the worst team, there's no guarantee. Okay, all we got to do is be one of the six worst. We have a shot at it then. I still say, and we'll get there, that the teams that should be in the lottery are the four teams that came the closest to making the postseason. Put them in the lottery. That way, at least you're fighting for the end. And whoever the worst team in baseball is gets the fifth overall pick. That's how you fix that stuff. If you really want to make people competitive throughout the whole course of the season, that's what you do. Make every game count. Oh, back to the postseason thing really quick. Every game does count now. We're talking about all oh, the dog days of summer. This game doesn't mean anything. Actually, th that changes now because there's no more one-game play-in game. So if you tie with the team and you have the exact same record, that's what a tie is, right, Seth? Well, your head-to-head -head determines who wins the tiebreaker. So if you're that final wild-card team and you tie, I just use this as an example. Let's say you are, I don't know, let's say you are the Braves and you tie with the Mets and you beat the Mets head-to-head -head that year, you get to go and they go home. Well, good. That means the regular season matters. That means when you get to May, this three-game set, okay, this matters now. All right. It, it just puts more of an onus on things. Good. See, baseball made so much progress. So much progress. Everybody moaned and complained and didn't get it. All right, well, I just want baseball. I just want baseball. That's foolish. You want good baseball. You want the sport to be stronger. The, the game of baseball is stronger because of the lockout. The game of baseball will move forward because of the lockout. Now, do they have some things they need to work on? Of course they do. But I went through and looked at all these things. It's a five-year deal. Oh, ads on jerseys? Oh, it's going to ruin the game. Oh, no, it's not. The NBA's had, the NBA's never been more popular. It hasn't. The NBA's never been more popular. Actually, amongst those under the age of 30, the NBA's more popular than the NFL. I think it's 26 to be exact. 26 and under, the NBA's more popular than the NFL. 
those kids grew up with advertisements on jerseys. Was it Goodyear in Cleveland? They have the G on the jersey. No, it's the same color scheme. You can't even. It looks like the C for. It looks like a G. It kind of looks like a C for captain. It, it happens all the time. Now look, you say a, a big subway logo across. No, but they'll do it subtly. You bet they will. They're gonna ruin it. How's that gonna ruin it? When you're watching Steph Curry hit ten threes in a game, you're like, well, I don't know. He's got an Oracle ad on his jersey. It's ruining it. Come on. As long as it fits part of the color scheme, you don't even know what half that stuff is on, the, on there anyway. You don't. You don't even really see it. So what's the point of doing it? Who cares if an advertiser is going to give you money for it? Take it. Take the cash. I, you know, there's more things I want to see baseball get done here, but this is such a big step in the right direction. In five years, we can circle back around and get some more stuff done. But this is a massive, like, revitalization of a, you know, downtrodden inner city you know, city center that you're trying to rebuild, like Jacksonville's trying to build, like Indianapolis tried to rebuild and did rebuild in the 80s and into the 90s. And in early, you know, it took them about 10 years to do it. It's going to take a while to do this, and they're doing it. Good for them. Good for baseball. Nailed it. Nailed it. Everything perfect? No. Boy, they took some major steps. And now, look, you can only option a guy five times. I, there's There's small, you know, International draft, rule five, you know, arbitration. They got the financial details worked out, which is great because that was th those were the lingering things. But the thing is, they, they got the structure of the game changed to make it a better viewing experience. And how did you ruin the, it's ruining the integrity of the game? Really? Think baseball 25 years ago designed to have six guys stacked on the right side. Guys hitting line drives into right field that the second baseman's fielding. Come on. Integrity of the game. One-on-one -on -one individual switches, one-on-one -on -one matchups in the 6th, 7th, 8th inning. Think about the integrity of the game. Take starting pitchers out in the second inning of the postseason now. I don't know how you fix that one. That's the biggest change in the last 15, 20 years. Specialization in the postseason. Because baseball is the sport that the postseason doesn't reflect the regular season at all. It's the biggest change. Football similar. NBA similar. Not even close in baseball. You got guys coming out of the bullpen that are starters in game two. Got to win tonight. Got to win tonight. So, good for baseball. Um, Mike White, Florida Gators. Mm. You know who you are, and you know where you need to be. To me, the Florida Gator basketball program is a sweet 16 type of program. It is. That's the standard, sweet 16 type of program. Certain programs are Final Four programs. Kentucky, Duke. Now, you can sit there and say, well, Florida, they're a Final Four program. No, they're not. They made the Final Four three times. They won it twice, and they had the same kids. Sweet 16 type of program. Mike White's been there once, five years ago. Okay. Not going to say there aren't any issues, because there are. Keontae gets hurt. Career ends. Castleton hurt. Don't make the NCAA or SEC tournament. Or make the SEC tournament. Sorry, not going to make the NCAA tournament. Going to make the NIT. I think winning the NIT doesn't do anything for you. It actually becomes more embarrassing. What you want to do is win maybe a couple games in the NIT, feel good, and get bounced before you get to Madison Square Garden, hanging up an NIT banner. I think it works if you're, like, rebuilding a program. I'll give you an example of where winning an NIT would be okay. Whoever inherits or takes over the Georgia program from Tom Crean, if that team goes on to win the NIT next year, okay, look, you're taking over, what, they win nine games this year? You're taking over a program that wasn't very good. You're rebuilding it. Okay, you don't make the NCAA tournament, but you get in the NIT, get a bunch of young guys, they play together, they win it. There's an instance. Or if you're a mid-major, if JU would go on to win the NIT. Okay. 
that, that, that's fine. There's some instances where it works, but for Florida, when you had a coach that's been there six or seven years, eight years, no, it doesn't work. The rule of three is what I would apply to Mike White. The rule of three. What is the rule of three? The rule of three is this. You have to hit three of these things in the next two years. You have to hit three of these things in the next two years. Top four SEC finishes. Regular season. Top four SEC finishes. So that's a possibility of two, right? Also, SEC tournament wins. So you need to combine your SEC tournament wins and your top four finishes in the SEC. And if you can get to three with, you know, I I was thinking three or four. If you can get to three with those, good shape. Let me give you an example. Let's say next year, the Florida Gators finish fifth in the SEC uh, outside looking in. All right, finish fifth in the SEC and make the NCAA tournament and win a game. Okay, there's one. The next year comes along. They finish sixth in the SEC tournament and go to the Sweet 16. There's your three, rule of three. Let's say next year they finish second in the SEC. There's one. They make the NCAA tournament and win a game. There's two. The next year, they finish on the outside of the top four of the SEC. Okay, they're still at two. They make the tournament win a game. There's three. Now you're back to your rule of three. You start putting like, well, I think it should be five. Combine those things for five. Oh, my gosh. Then you're asking for back-to-back sweet 16s. and So you finish. No, 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 no. Three. A rule of three. If I'm Scott Strickland, I sit down with Mike White and say, look, I'm not going to tell you. you got to win 20 games. you got to do this. But we need a combination of these three things in the next two years. I'm not going to do next year, next year. No, no, no. You get two years to get this figured out. Combination of three. Top four SEC regular season finishes and NCAA tournament wins. I need a combination of three of those in the next two years. You start making it four and five, you're not going to make it realistic. You're not. Now, where could you get in trouble? The only way you can get in trouble with that is if you have back-to-back SEC top five finishes and then you get bounced in the or top four finishes. You get bounced in the first round one year or you win a tournament game. Let's say Florida finishes fourth in the SEC next year and they win a tournament game. And then the next year they finish second in the SEC and get bounced in the first round. I don't know how that would feel. The NCAA tournament wins are the big thing, but it combines regular season success and postseason success. Again, two more years for Mike White, rule of three. Top four SEC finishes, NCAA tournament wins. Those have to combine for three in the next two years. Well, that's setting the bar pretty low. No, that's setting the bar is growth. And then you get there. Let's say after two years, you sit down with Mike and say, okay, now I need that to be a rule of four for the next two years. That's how you build something. Realistically build something. Come on, like, next year, two tournament wins or bust. Oh, boy. And you run into all sorts of issues because let's say you're the six seed in your Florida and you win and then you'd lose to the three seed in the second round. And that three seed goes on to win the national title. You get to me, that's a bad tournament. Tangible, realistic growth. Uh, Going to wrap with the quarterback chaos, quarterback craziness. Look, Aaron Rodgers gets a big deal. People, that's a terrible deal. Not if you're the Packers. It's not. No, it's not. No, if the Broncos were offering two firsts or if the Broncos offered the Packers the same deal that they offered the Seahawks, the Packers are crazy not to take it. But here's the thing. They didn't offer that deal because they could have Russell Wilson in Denver for six, seven more years. They're only going to have Aaron Rodgers for two, maybe three, three. Aaron Rodgers is a Packer for life. He redid his deal. Um, they tagged Devontae, and, and now you have another run with Brady being out of the NFC now. 
The Rams in salary cap purgatory are heading that way. Going to have to make some cuts. The Cowboys, when they ever figure it out, they have to make some cuts too. So the Packers, here you go. Here you go. You can make another run at it here. I'm okay with what they did. Now, in three years, they're going to have a mess on their hands financially. Four years, they're really going to have a mess because Aaron Rodgers could retire and he still counts like $10 million against the cap or $15 million against the cap. That could be ugly. But then, let's face it, Jordan Love's going to be traded or moved on by then. You draft Aaron Rodgers' replacement in the third round. If you move on from Jordan Love and then this year, whatever you have is your backup, and next year you draft Aaron Rodgers' replacement in the third round, Aaron Rodgers at that point is 39, 40 years old. He's going to say, okay, well, two years, we'll just park this kid, kind of like they did with Kyle Trask in Tampa. Now, I think they thought Tom Brady would stay on at least two years, and Kyle Trask could get two full years of looking. But, okay. I, so I, I like those moves. Now, there's talk that the Carolina Panthers are still interested in Deshaun Watson, and the asking price, i got to write this down, three firsts, and three players, and maybe a second. No. Now, I understand why this is tempting, because you can kind of talk yourself into this, because the NFC South, with no Tom Brady now, with the Saints in just salary cap hell, and the Falcons with an aging Matt Ryan, you know, you put Deshaun Watson on the Panthers this year, and Christian McCaffrey can stay somewhat healthy, you're going to win that division. Now, you're trading three first-round picks, and you know financially you're going to have to hit the free agent pool, and you're going to have to nail some things, and you got to trade three players to go along with it. If Deshaun Watson didn't have the baggage, sure, maybe, but the baggage is to me, a, you know, you trade. Imagine you trade for him, and he's out for ten games. Then what? Then you're really bad, like you are right now. You could be really bad, and you could have top five picks that are going the other way. So you trade for him, you're not any good. I, this is just, it, there's too much unknown with him. There just is. Too much baggage right now. It's not like one of these con concrete things where, okay, he did drugs, okay. You know what I mean? He got caught doing steroids. This thing is still ongoing. It still has a pulse. He didn't settle it. He has a mess on his hands with all of these ladies. Even if they come out and say, all right, he is figured this out. He is okay. And, um... The NFL suspending him for six games, and here we go. Then you get the baggage that comes along with that. If I was Carolina, I'd offer the 49ers the same deal that the Colts got from Washington for Carson Wentz. I would. I'd sit there and say, we'll give you a third for Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, if I were Carolina, I would do that. I'd, 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 I'd trade for Jimmy Garoppolo if I were Carolina. So if he sucks... And got this team to the NFC postseason in the NFC championship game. Yeah, but he couldn't come through when they needed him. Well, okay, well, then neither technically did Joe Burrow. Well, no, 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 no. It's just the way it is. And I think Jimmy Garoppolo in the right setting in that setting could be successful. At least it buys you two or three years until you can figure out what you want to do. And I'm not wasting a bunch of first-round picks. And they're trading six players. The Carolina Panther trade for Deshaun Watson would have more players involved in it than the Russell Wilson trade. That doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. It just doesn't. So there you go on that front. How about that? Harpon Sports, the bar, podcast, media, audio, radio network. Follow, share, like, subscribe at Harpon Sports, Twitter at Harpon Sports, Instagram, uh, audio available for you. Buzzsprout, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Harpon Sports, the Facebook page, Harpon Sports, the YouTube channel, and of course, HarponSports.com. Baseball's back, baby. The lockout, the best thing that ever happened to it. Best thing that could happen to baseball. Got so much done. And remember, stay clean, stay focused, stay strong. Frankenstein.
Have fun with your friends.